Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I have Melissa Binkley on. Before I bring her on and introduce her, just a couple of announcements. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. And if you're listening on any of the podcast outlets, thank you. We'd love your likes and comments. And my newest book, Connection to the Cosmos, was launched last week. And thanks to those of you who participated, um, made it to number one Amazon international bestseller. So yay for that. And you can get that on Amazon in print or the Kindle version. And then I have a new upcoming class, Connection to the Cosmos, Introduction to Extraterrestrials and Extra Dimensionals, that's going to be coming up on Tuesday, September 27th, 5 p.m. Pacific time. It will be an online class. So if you can't make it live to the Zoom class, then it will be recorded and you can watch the replay. And you can sign up for that class on my website, mysticmanta.com, and then click on shop. Okay, so now let's bring on Melissa. Hello, Melissa. Hello. <laughs> okay, so let me tell everyone about you and because you're one of the most fascinating people I think I've ever met. <laughs> Melissa Hinkley is the founder of the Intuitive Intelligence Academy. She is quantum, a quantum healer and spiritual psychologist, certified mastery transformational coach, soul and business strategist, and number one international best-selling author. Melissa uses several techniques to fuse science and spirituality, personal development, and the quantum field. Her trainings include neuroscience, quantum physics, cognitive behavioral therapy, NLP, transpersonal psychology, consciousness, heart science, health coaching, transformational coaching method, and spiritual and energy healing techniques. You know, just a few things. <laughs> oh, wow, I forgot about all that. <laughs> uh, Melissa is conducting the world's largest miracles experiment in her docu-series, Quantum Miracles Mastery, how to create miracles today so you can heal anything. And it's reached over 1 million people. Melissa is a highly dynamic, sought after speaker and thought leader who has shared platforms with Marianne Williamson, Dr. John Demartini, Neil Donald Walsh, and Jack Canfield, and is also a teacher for the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and on the board of several human trafficking organizations worldwide. She's been featured in Inc. Magazine, Authority Mag, and BuzzFeed, as well as on TV, radio, and podcasts worldwide. Wow. <laughs> what? I want to like myself again. I'm like, wow, I should go back and read my bio every once in a while. <laughs> right. I know. Like, um, what haven't you done? <laughs> well, so thank you so much. And just um, for the audience, we first met back. You approached me after CYL Soul Fest and invited me to be on Quantum Miracles Mastery. And um, so that's where our relationship started. And so I really, you know, I was a newbie back then. And so you really helped launch me. And I, I just thank you so much. I was on your series three times, three different topics, completely different topics. <laughs> and um, so I, I just having you back. I love it. <laughs> well, now I have a new topic, right? <laughs> and so. Yeah. 
I just, I really appreciate you um, putting your faith and trust in me. And I'm just happy to have you here on the show today. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm, I'm excited to have a, have this conversation. I just, I always enjoy talking with you every time we get to do this. Your, your energy is so wonderful and you're doing some amazing things in the world. So in the extraterrestrial world, all the worlds. <laughs> yes. Well, so, okay. So the first thing that I like to do on the show is give people some background as to who you are, like how you grew up, were you in a religious or spiritual household? And like, ultimately, how'd you get on the spiritual path? Oh, oh, that's, you don't always ever ask me the question that in that way, like the religious or spiritual household. So my father was a minister. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Uh, and, uh, my father passed away this year. So I actually feel really open to being able to talk more freely about that now, because now, um, you know, uh, yeah, my father was a minister who was also a very abusive um, uh, sociopath. And uh, so uh, I was, I went to a Christian school um, up into the fourth grade. I was, you know, definitely in religion. I read the Bible all the way through in the third grade. I won a bunch of awards for it. Um, you know, so I read it from end to end in the third grade. I was wow. like that, that, that person. But by the time I got to be like eight or nine years old, like after I read that, I started asking questions. I okay. was that person that was like, you know, and, and of course I was super smart. So I started asking questions and I, and I got moved by, um, my mom left my father um, when I was eight. And when she was leaving, she was trying to take us kids with her. We were eight, three and one. And he said, if you leave and take the girls, I'll kill all of you. And he would have. So she left us and we ended up with my grandparents in Ohio. Um, and, you know, and that's when my journey of like, well, if God exists and if this, whatever, blah, 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 like all these different things that started happening in my world, I was, you know, I, they, they made me get baptized then. Like, I, you know, I, like when I was like 12 and. Uh, you know, so I was definitely, you know, in the space of like, you know, it was a Baptist, a Baptist, uh, United Methodist, you know, kind of church and everything and stuff. But when I was brutally raped at the age of 17, uh, I can remember saying, you know, F you and your, and your God, because if God existed, then why would these things be happening to me? I'll, I'll, I'll precursor that with now I know why, right? Like, you know, and, uh, you know, and we'll go to that later, but, you know, at that age, you're just like you, the, all these things happen. And if God's here to love me and protect me, then, then the, when, why would these things be happening to me? And I remember sitting in court and the judge was my, my Sunday school teacher, uh, you know, and I'm sitting there and looking at the man that had raped me and, and found out that um, it was it was it was his third offense. And if we had been in any other state around us, surrounding the tri-state besides Ohio, he would have gone to prison for life. But because he, it was Ohio um, and I didn't testify, he ended up getting like three years instead. And instead, he actually started stalking me and my sisters when he got out. I was unprotective, you know, thing and had gone to it went to Ohio State. Uh I actually all this. So, so all these things happen. And so that was, you know, my experience of my growing up um, was littered with religion that I completely, you know, buffered against and was like, I don't want anything to do with this. Um, and it actually took me almost into my late thirties before even the word God, even though I, at that point I was very spiritual and, you know, and um, I believed in source and all this things that the, the word God, it didn't trigger me. It was very triggering for me. Um, for most of my life. Um, and even to this day, it's not triggering anymore, but I don't use that word because I've taught all over the world to every religion that there is. And, um, and, you know, and God has such a 
perceived notion of this man in the sky kind of thing or whatever that I, I don't, I don't go towards those types of words. Uh, you know, I usually use source or universe or things like that was, you know, in my spirituality now. Uh, but, um, I was definitely anti, anti-religion, um, you know, uh, because of my experience, uh, growing up now, I'm not anti-religion anymore. I do believe that there's, I believe everybody needs a faith. I think they think they need something to follow. And I think for some people that that religion is the thing that works for them and I'm, and I'm great for them. Uh, you know, and I, and I also believe that if you look at the core root of what every religion in the world is trying to say, that they're all saying the same thing. And so I've just decided to go out, you know, below the layer of the, the faith of like, this is the religion that I'm in to the core root of it and live in that space for myself. So Beautiful. Very similar. <laughs> I was I wasn't brutally raped, but I did look like the same, like in terms of the G word, the God word. I don't. Yeah. yeah. I understand it's all the same thing. And I came to that conclusion as a teenager that all the religions were saying the same thing at their base. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so you had quite a journey though, coming to the place where you are now, because mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know your full like drug trafficking story and like all of that. But if you could just give a little like with no version. Absolutely. So, you know, when I I, I go to college, I am, um, I graduated uh, high school, top of my class, you know, super smart. Like, and for me, it was like, not only was I super smart, but there was no hell way I was going to be at home. So I was going to be at school all the time. So I was in every sport that there was. I was in every thing that there was. I was, um, you know, the student that they sent to all the things because I was, you know, so smart and everything and stuff. So I go to college and um, I, I, you know, I, I, I graduate, you know, with honors and all this kind of stuff and everything. I get a, a regular, you know, job straight out of college uh, as a um, technical analyst for a computer systems company or like a tiger team. And so I'm, I'm out straight out of college making good money, especially for uh, when I graduated in 2000 and which was, you know, of course, right before 9-11 and 9-11 hits. And we, we did, we were a tiger team who worked for like the high department health and the high department transportation. And, you know, I did what any traumatized, you know, uh, you know, young kid who at this point I had, I had my own kid. I'd been married and divorced, all of these things by this time, nine 11 hits, I lose my job. And I, I literally became a drug, like a drug trafficker. I was like, I was, I became a party kid. I went to Florida. I met somebody (laughs) that had the thing that I wanted and they, and they lived in California and they're like, Oh, you can come out here and pick it up. And I was like, damn straight. I will. Um, and that's where, and that's where it started, uh, was, and it started with, uh, ecstasy and then ketamine and cocaine and all these things that ended up literally like, uh, all over, you know, the world trafficking, um, trafficking drugs and things like that. And it was, um, it was a short few years of my experience, uh, that nearly, nearly killed me or put me in prison. A lot of people did go to prison. I was one of, um, one of the lucky ones that my journey didn't need, you know, of my lessons in life didn't need me to go to prison to learn what I needed to learn. Uh, you know, so, um, I ended up not going to prison, uh, and I, um, you know, changed my life, turned, turned my life around and uh started you know started into like doing the regular thing and having a regular job right and doing that i did that for five years um and then uh in 2009 i ended up homeless i lost my the job that i i had my girlfriend left me and you know all these things happened and i ended up uh homeless and living in my car uh you know in the street on the streets of miami 
um, staying with friends here and there and stuff. Looking back now, like what I do know to be true is um, I, unlike many homeless people that are out in the world, because I, I have now a conversation, I had people. I could have called a sister or I could have called a fan, you know, um, a, a friend or something like that. But my pride was too big and my was too much for me to to do that. And, you know, I wasn't making enough money to, you know, live in a place. Uh, but I I had resources that I didn't believe because I didn't love myself at that point. I just didn't love myself enough to know that I had those types of resources. But it was that coming to Jesus moment when I lost everything, you know, that when I, that, you know, that dark night of the soul, when um, I said, okay, I left drug trafficking. I left all the things that whatever, I left my kid, I left everything and walked away and moved so that I could get my life straight and got a regular job. And somehow after getting a regular job and doing this for, for now, almost five years, I've, I've lost everything and I'm homeless. What am I doing wrong? Like, I don't understand. I'm following society's rules that tell me, go, go get a job and, you know, make them, you know, the money and whatever. And that's how you're supposed to to live your life for the rest of your life. I'd gone to college. I was, you know, I'm smart. I'm all these things. Um, and uh, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It, you know, that that losing that job and being homeless because it allowed me to step into what the work that I do now. While I was homeless, I found the Institute for Integrative Nutrition um, and decided to sign up as a student for them. I decided I was going to pay $500 a month to them instead of put it towards trying to find rent. Um, and, <laughs> and then ended up moving in with, um, who was then turned out to be not my ex-wife. Uh, and you know, in, in that time frame, it, I call it, I call IIN who is now, I have now taught for them, um, Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I called them my gateway drug. They, they opened me up to the world of, you know, not just cause I was already in fitness and a fitness competitor and doing all this stuff, but they opened me to the world of like, um, things that I had read before that I'd forgotten, like Celestine Prophecy and Deepak Chopra and these things that I had, you know, I had dabbled in, in them in my drug years. And, you know, I was always philosophical and everybody, even now my friends that have known me now for 20 some years that knew me back then and now said, Melissa, you've always been this way. Right. Yeah. But it opened me into that world and stepped me into like trying to heal my own shit and my trauma and all of the things that I didn't realize were what was holding me back and dove me into my world of um, you know, wellness and spirituality and quantum. And that was, I started there and then I just went nuts. I went to MIT and took quantum physics classes. I started taking, you know, like all these, like I started to go get, get, what's the next degree? What's the next or Where can I travel to, to, to learn more? How can I heal myself? And I, you know, getting downloads and things like that and um, started working with clients. And that's kind of how it just went from there to, you know, all the way. <laughs> I mean, from 2009 to now, you have done a lot. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've lived a few lives. <laughs> yeah. I say that about myself too. Four careers, three marriages. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Lots of travel. Well, so, okay. Um, so all of that, you, you, you've gotten your life turned around. You've probably found your, your love again of yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was the first step. Definitely. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I was like, not only did I have the trauma, but my body was not my own when I was younger. So it was never something where, um, cause I mean, what happened to me at 17, that wasn't the first time that I'd had sexual trauma. It wasn't the first, you know, it was, there was a lot of stuff, a lot, a lot of stuff I just kind of skipped over, but you know, so there was a lot of things where like, I couldn't handle somebody telling me that I was beautiful or pretty for the longest time, because I was like, well, what do you want? What do you yeah. want from me? Right. You know, so to even be able to say thank you when somebody says that without 
without it, it without me cringing or without being like you know and without having to compliment you back and say all these other things or whatever you know that we are that we always do as women especially too you know um all of those things that I had to I had to grow into that but it all it definitely was the core of of one was self-love and then two really just going back and reprogramming my brain and rewriting all of the things in my system that were causing the dis-ease in my life. Cause I ended up physically ill, all sorts of physical illnesses, you know, stuff. I was, um, I was bipolar, diagnosed bipolar in my twenties, um, anxiety on um, Valium on, you know, I mean, you name it. I had every freaking thing that you could imagine. Like I healed myself from, um, and as I was doing that and learning these things, I was like working with clients and, you know, started doing that experience to, to move into the, you know, the place that I'm at today at 45. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, okay. So let's, so the work that you did on yourself, is that what inspired the quantum miracles mastery docuseries? Yeah. The, the work that I did on myself is what inspired me to start um, the, you know, when I was working with clients and so I, you know, I was working on myself while at the beginning while I was working with clients, but then I had clients that were having, um, these transformational healings, like they would be coming to me for like food, you know, whatever, but they'd have a, you know, a, a thyroid problem. And all of a sudden three months later, their thyroid's completely healed. Their doctor would be like, what the hell did you do? You know, or this, these things and stuff like that. And that was when I was like, I kind of came into the science backwards on it. Cause I'm like, what are we doing? That's allowing this to happen. And I went and started studying. Um, and that was when I got fascinated um, with, you know, the quantum mechanics and that whole world and the whole, all, all of those things. And so as I started seeing these miracles happen for myself and for clients and things like that, and following all of these people that I loved and then getting to be on stages with them, I was like, we're at a precipice in the world where allopathic medicine and all of these things and mental health and all this stuff, like they've been given all these tools in this way, but it is so old, like old school. It's like, it is so just so linear. And this is like, you take a pill, you do this, you do that. You, you work, you know, stress and anxiety, you normal, all these things. And there's no other options, but we're living in a world where everybody is waiting and ready for something different. And I was like, I want to bring those people together and show that you can create miracles and miracles actually something that happens today and you can create them and that there's an experience and that there's actually a scientific formula behind it. And there's these different ways that you can do this that exist. Um, and I had these connections from being on stage before COVID and, you know, things like that, that allowed me to call, call, call on some of these people and be like, let's have this conversation. Let's yeah. really do this. And that was, um, you know, that was kind of the, the, the start of that. It was just like this epiphany. I was like, I love this stuff and I want to share it with the world. And that's why it kind of, I think the time frame of when it was, was everybody's like ready, open, looking for something different. We're, we're in that shift from 3D to 5D. People are, are saying, I, I, I need something else. You know, how many people on a, you know, daily basis that I used to talk to and come onto our stuff. They're like, I've tried everything, everything, you know, people used to come into my conferences been like, I've done it all. The Tony Robbins, the, this, I've tried the, the doctors, the everything, everything. I was like, Oh, if you try, if you've tried everything, come see me. <laughs> you know, that was literally our tagline for a while. Cause literally we had, we had so many people say I've tried everything so often. And then yeah. they'd come in and try one of our things or our programs and be like, Oh, finally I get it. You know, and it was just cause we were offering it in a different way that you could really step into. Cause I think yeah. we're all trying to say something similar somehow along the way. Right. And every, yeah. And you're right. People need this kind of information now because 
allopathic medicine, it's good for some things. Like if you have a broken bone, yeah, don't get it said. If you need a surgery, yes, okay. <laughs> but, you know, there are th most things we yeah. can't heal. Well, and even in mental health, right? Like they just now have used in the reports that these the pills that they've been giving you all of these years that are supposedly supposed to help with your serotonin because they believe that that's how the brain worked for the depression pills. When you take a depression pill and it actually creates you suicidal or, every, you know, like my girlfriend um, of um, she's been on uh, antidepressants for four years and she's like, I'm just numb. She's like, I don't like, you know, it doesn't make me, you know, it doesn't, it's not me. And or how many friends that I've had that have been on antidepressants that are still oppressed, and then they find out, oh well, well, it really doesn't work, you know. Like EFT, they've now proven they're using it in the military and things like that. Is is they've already proven, you know, but it's woo woo or whatever. No, it's not right. It, it's more effective than what your doctor's been putting you on on these answers, and now it's coming out now scientifically. They're proving it with these reports that are coming out. And you're like, you didn't know that, right? <laughs> So, okay. So you have done a lot, but you've also, you've had a lot of change in your life, um, throughout your life. And we, before we came on, you were sharing how in the last eight or nine months, there's been huge transformation once again. And, you know, part of this show is really like, we do have a connection to the cosmos, which we'll get to later, but we are human. We're here living a human life and going through human experiences, no matter how much we know, right? How smart yeah. we are, yeah. how awakened we are. And so I would love if you can just share a little bit about what's been going on and what, like yeah. you, you've completely changed your entire life, like moving and the business and everything. There's nothing in my life that is the same right now that it was, that it was a year ago, nothing. No, I mean, and that is, um, it's, it's even as I say it, and that was the first time that I said it was when we just right before we got onto this um, yeah. call, it was the first time that I actually said it and, re and really, and I was like, oh my God, that's actually really the truth. Um, so last year, I, uh, I, I, I fell off of a boat, injured myself. And so uh, I, I'm always an athlete. I'm always like training for some sort of thing or whatever. And I had a shoulder, shoulder injury. So I was, do, I was running marathons because I couldn't use my shoulder. So I was doing lower body. Then I fell off of a boat, speared the back of my leg, you know, was hanging off the boat through the back of my knee. And so then I hurt my leg. So then I couldn't use my upper body to work out or my lower body to work out. Um, and as someone that's an athlete that does adventure sports, like snowboarding and, and surfing and, you know, extreme hiking and stuff like that, as it is fun for me, um, being completely physically injured, I was kind of like, you know, I got started in that kind of like, uh, you know, like, uh, what's going on? Uh, but you know, my meditation and my, you know, my teaching my classes and stuff kept me up for a little while. But while I had that happen, I decided to have surgery, um, because I was like, well, I can't do anything anyway. So I might as well go ahead and get the surgery done so that I can do all the things at once. Cause I'm already down and out. Uh, and not knowing, honestly, uh, I don't know that this has ever been a conversation, but I've had the conversation with my other friend who just had uh, major surgery. I went through a deep depression after my surgery. Um, so I had the surgery two weeks later, my mother-in-law dies on mother's day. Um, and not former mother-in-law as in the, you know, mother of my ex-husband, but it's the grandmother of my child who's now 24 years old. So it's family for 28 years. Like, no, it doesn't matter. Um, guys on a Christmas day, and I'm right out of sur like surgery and I have to get on a plane and go to Ohio. Um, and at that point, I had already been neglecting my business um, and letting my team run it um, and was like having issues like 
I was teaching, I had courses running and stuff. So we're teaching the courses and some of them are online. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I'm at a point where I'm the webinars, because we're having to do so many webinars every, you know, um, and I'm doing transmission stuff. Like I started filtering off, I started filtering off. I have a huge list. I have all these things going on. And I just kind of started backing out because with this, with the injury, the surgery, and that I just couldn't give anything and I just didn't feel connected to the community. And I was having, you know, I was having these, these things going on. So I started seeing issues in that. So I fly home to Ohio. Um, I'm there in Ohio, which is my hometown where that was where I did the drug stuff. That's where I was my friends for 20 some years. My friends that saw me that have known me all these years said, they didn't tell me at the time, but they now tell me, they said, Melissa, in 20 some years that I've known you, I've never seen you the way that you were when you came home um, for Christmas, you know, after Christmas and you were home for new years. Uh, and, and I didn't even realize it within my own self at that point. I think I knew, like I knew energetically something was off. I knew these things were happening, but I didn't kind of recognize it. Came back from, um, from there and, um, was trying to, trying to get things going back on, right? Like, like hired a, hired a new marketing team. I ended up taking out a bunch of loans, um, to pay my team and do some stuff because, you know, everything started moving up and down in the business and all these different types of things. Um, and I, because before COVID, I used to go travel all over the world. I've been to 47 countries. I would speak and, you know, here I do retreats here. I would do all this stuff and everything. And so COVID had thrown us all online. And then I, then it had changed the way that we marketed. Then we had to put things online. Then I had started a Vimeo and I started a YouTube, right? Everything started being through this little box, right? Um, <laughs> I'm a connector. Uh, you know, I love human interaction and things. Um, and so I started having human interaction with, you know, communities here and things like that, but it wasn't related to the work or the things or anything like that. So January came and um, still, I'm not, I, I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to get on. I don't want to teach a class. I don't want to do any of this stuff. And then my father dies in February and it was horrific. I didn't sleep for a week. I had to fly back to Ohio. Um, my father was a hoarder, uh, turns out. Um, but I'm talking about when I say a hoarder, you all watch that hoarder show. There's not a single episode on the hoarder that can compare to what was, what was going on in my mm -hmm. father's home. He had not had running water in over five years. There were bags of feces, um, in the house. You couldn't even, the, 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 the accumulation of decay and trash was worse than, was worse than a trash, um, you know, thing that you would go to. Um, it was, it was devastating for me to see and have to deal with and to go to, um, and to know that, he had been living in this experience for so long. And my father was a sociopath who had done some really horrible things to us and had some, you know, had a lot, a lot of bad things that had happened, but in the end, um, he was still my father and we had, and I had forgiven him, right. I did my own healing work. And yeah. at one point when um, I talked about some stuff in a book, um, he got super mad and then he came back and he had apologized to me. There was a, he had a riff. He ended up with a riff where I think that, he was living in what he felt like on the inside. Like he yeah. literally created the outer experience. Um, and my father used to call me like 10 times a day. And then my sister and then my other, you know, and we'd all be like, what the like, stop. None of us, not me, not even knowing until after going to see, now I would call you 10 times a day too. If I was living in that, I had nothing. I didn't have running water. I didn't have, I talked to people that from his work, like the experience was just beyond anything when we had the biohazard unit come into to case the place and where everything said they said over 200,000 homes that they had serviced it was in the top two that worst that they'd ever seen wow. so that 
rocked my world. Not because my father passed. And this is to be clear. I actually, you know, was, was like, thank God he's not living in this. I'm glad he'd passed. But the experience of like what I had experienced with my relationship with my father and the, and the compassion that it opened up for me about why he was calling me all the time and why people do the things that they do and all of that. And so I'm in this, my own depression from my surgery, from the things, from my business from things taking from my business because I refuse to, to do the things that need to be done. Um, all of these things happening. And then this happens with my father. And uh, I come back to, I come back to uh, California after being there for a couple of weeks. And during this whole year or so in the past year or previous to that, I had, um, I, I'm, I'm in an experience of not, I'm not, Holly, but I'm, I was in an experience with a, um, in, in, in the lifestyle that I choose to lead in my relationships and things where, um, I had fallen in love with a married man and his wife was my best friend and she knew, and he, and he was in love and, and I, but I was in love with her too. And we spent every day together and all of these different types of things. And I came back from this experience, um, to, to that and it blew up in a really tragic, bad way. I not only lost two people that I probably have loved as much as I've loved anybody in this whole life and my whole world, my whole time. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, uh, you know, I, and it was, it was one of those experiences where there were missteps taken by him um, by me, by her, all of these things that happened that, uh, that just, it was, it was really bad. It was really, really bad. I can't, I can't, I, I don't, I'm not in a place where I'm going to talk about all the things that happened at this point. At some point I will, but, um, but it was one of those things where, uh, I pick, I was, I was speak, speaking to him on the phone at one point and I had that moment flicker of where I was like, why am I on this earth? What am I doing here? I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. I hadn't had a suicidal thought for 20 years, more, more, right? Um, I tried to commit suicide when I was a teenager. I, you know, like, you know, in my, or after I was raped, like all that, right? Like I'd been there before and it was fleeting. It didn't last. It didn't stick with me, but it was that thought. I said, I got to go. I hung up the phone and called one of my best friends. I said, I'm on my way over right now. And that was this was, and that was from like March to May and June, you know, May, June, this stuff is all going on and having these experiences. And at the whole time, the business, I'm going from being a international business with, with students and clients, 10,000 all over the world to having my student take over, teaching my classes to not sending out, not doing like stopping ads, stopping that, right? Like, and there's only so much of a point where you're running a business where, where, um, I don't care how much money you're making, if you're a millionaire, multimillionaire, whatever, because I've talked to all my mentors about, right? Where if you don't keep the cogs running at some point, where if I'm paying out $25,000 a month in, in employees and bills and things like that, where at some point I am going to, and then I, and then I, the loans that I took out um, yeah. start becoming due, that I was like, everything was like crazy. Everything was like insane. You know, and then I was like, but I just kept saying, I was like, well, I have a docuseries coming up, so it's fine. I may, I, you know, I always make, uh, you know, six figures or more after the docuseries. And that's all I, I can't do anything else. I can't do anything else. I'm just going to wait for that. 
And, and so I just let the bit, I just let it do what it was doing. Right. I just let it keep going. Um, all I focused on was getting the docu-series out there because that was my passion and my love. And I knew that from that, you know, things, what things would happen. Uh, and I was just like, whatever, because this, this experience in my life, it was, it was so challenging. I cried every day for five weeks straight, every day for five weeks straight. I reached out to every healer, every mentor that I've worked with before. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, um, every single one of them, right? Like I did it all. Uh, I don't know where I went. <laughs> uh, I think my thing just came under. So, it, you know, and I, because I, at that point, like I, what it brought me back to, and I guess the gift in this is, is that it made me remember the people that I, that we work with, like how, um, what it felt like to be that, because I, I forgot what it was like to be so bad that I couldn't get there myself, no matter what I did. And I had every tool in my box. I've taught thousands of people. I've done all the work. I have healed all my shit. Like I have done everything and I have been in at right. I've done it all. And I was at a place where there was, it did not matter. I could not pull myself out at all, no matter what I did. Um, and so it was it was a really powerful lesson for me to understand and learn that um, you know how how sometimes these things can happen and and, and that and um, so after the docu series so after that you know like I ended up I I lost, I, I lost family I lost friends I lost all of these things in my life and um, are we coming back yet yes no <laughs> uh, there, okay. Um, I'm like, don't touch anything. Right. Technology, uh, right? Oh my goodness. <laughs> We're in Mercury oh, retrograde. Hell, so. yeah. Um, it's all good. So we did the Doctor series, of course, you yeah. know, and it was super successful and all these things that were gearing up and, um, you know, getting ready to fill more, which we were doing in the academy, filling more programs and doing all of that, uh, you know, that type of thing. And, um, and I'm still feeling like I'm like, there's something, something's off. Something's not right. Right. Like something is not right. Uh, and right around it was, it was, uh, oh, 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 the other piece in May, my landlord comes to me, my beautiful home in California that I lived in for five years. And it's like, you have two months, 60 days. Uh, and so at that point, at that point, family, you know, family members, the, the, the business, the injury, the depression, the loss of these, this love and, you know, and these things are, are going on in that time. And I knew it was going to end. Like it was May, it was right when he told me that I already had a feeling like, like the, the thing with the, the, uh, the relationship didn't officially end until July, but you know, so when that happened, I said, fuck it, I'm leaving the country. I'm moving overseas. I'm moving back to Bali. I have a retreat in Bali in September. I have to go for it anyways. Um, I, I had bought property and, um, in Lombok, Indonesia, before COVID, that we were trying to close on, the build a retreat that never happened, et cetera. But like it's home for me. And I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go over there. I was running away. I was running away. I didn't want to be in in this state, in this experience, in this energy anymore. Right. So I was running away. So I said, okay, I'm gonna move. So I announced I'm moving. I'm moving. I didn't tell people why. I just said, I'm moving out of the country. I'm I'm going. Um, and uh, so so July, early July comes around, and it's my it's uh 
and I do a special thing for my birthday. And I decided I'm going to just do some readings for people on my list for my birthday because I haven't done any, I haven't taught any classes. I haven't done any webinars. I haven't done any stuff now for going on months and months, you know, except for here and there very little. Cause I'm just, I can't, and I'm barely teaching the classes that I have that are running. Um, you know, um, I have my students doing that because I'm just, I'm not, you know, there and I'm, and I'm that whole time I'm working on, you know, healing myself, doing the work and everything, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and I connected with those clients uh, and did these, you know, this small stuff. And it was amazing. I, you know, it was mind blowing. I loved it. Uh, it was so awesome. And that was it. I was like, you know what? That's it. And the energy is telling me it's time to, it's time to move on. It's time yeah. to move on from this international business. The, the Academy I, I built, this started in 2016. Uh, you know, we built all these courses. There's you know, we teach quantum healing, uh, you know, quantum, all this crazy stuff, but they're all courses and they're all that. Right. And they're all still there. They exist, you know, that, that whatever, but I decided and made a, a decision, um, to shut down the intuitive intelligence Academy, which is actually, uh, the underlying, um, corporation underneath that is Melissa S. Binkley international. And, uh, you know, my, my, uh, that was my decision. I, I let go of everybody that was working for me. I, did that we're you know shutting down all the stuff i've had gone through a lot to to do all of those things um and and people are like well why didn't you just shift the business and what because energetically that business that i built and started in 2010 when i went or you know in this that that i have that at that name for and those things yeah. um you know that i then put the academy on top of and things like that energetically is different than who i am now i have to let go of all of it all of it energetically and completely start over. Now, the person that I am and what I'm building next and what I'm creating is still me. All of the things that I did before and that I built that whole thing are obviously going to come through in this next step. But I had to do the rift. I had to complete the change. I had to to do that. So, um, so I, I so I decided. I sent out an email to my list. I let everybody know. Uh, you know, I said, I said, keep watching for me, uh, you know, pay attention because there's going to be something new coming up. I, I just left and went to Europe for five weeks. I went to um, Greece, Morocco, well, Europe and Africa, Greece, Morocco and Spain um, and spent uh, five and a half, almost six weeks over there with my best friend of 22 years. And I'm talking my best friend, Nick, platonic best friend who knew me back in the day. He was actually one of my drug runners. 20 something years ago who had guns to his head for me with this, who's now a successful businessman who I'm a successful businesswoman. 22 years later, he yeah. was a man in a wedding and we, and we decided to go on this trip. And I did this five weeks of just being loved, but like I've never been loved before in my life. Um, you know, and, and the, the type of love that I needed that wasn't sexual, wasn't anything, just this experience, right? And and reset my system um, and work on starting to really understand. And as I was traveling and doing that, I was like, what is next? What am I going to be doing? What am I opening up? You know, where am I going with it? As I was traveling to this, these different places and stuff, I realized, you know, I've been to 47 countries. I've done these things all over the world. And one of the, my favorite things that I do when, besides the retreats was taking people on these experiences and putting them in the vortex. And she, when, you, when you go somewhere and you have somebody there for five days, seven days a week, and you go to a sacred space or you go to a thing, it completely changes your whole experience and nothing is ever the same again. Yes. It, yeah. And so, um, what, you know, that was what I decided. I was like, so I'm going to be going back to doing that. We're going to be doing soul ventures for people and, you know, we're not, you know, and the things like that, I'm going to be doing some private work, you know, with stuff. Cause I, you know, just to, 
get, keep myself in connection and, and things like that as I as we roll out what we're gonna what I'm what we I don't have a we anymore. <laughs> I keep forgetting that it's not a we. I don't have a we anymore. It's so weird to go from having a whole team. I mean, I'm you know a whole team and all of these things to it's just me again. Yeah, I'm just, it's just me. I'm back down to this, you know. And I was one of those. I'm like. I have a world vision of helping, you know, I say, I say there's 8 billion people in the world. I only want 1 billion of them. And, mm -hmm. and my vision has not changed. I want to reach, you know, I've really, we, we have uh, my, my, my work has reached uh, millions. And with the documentary that they're doing about my work, it's going to reach millions more. But right now I had to go back to this and be like, okay, what am I doing? <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and recreate So it's a me, you know, me and my business, <laughs> you know, are, um, are stepping into a, a new realm and we'll see where that takes me, but, um, it's different. Yeah. But and beautiful. Cause I mean, I didn't have quite as big of a team when I had my design company, but I did have to go through a very similar process of like, okay, this isn't who I am anymore energetically. And, yeah. and moving to Hawaii, you know, for me was like the ultimate ability to release that. Cause I tried to do it when I was still in Washington, but I had to get out of the energy of what people knew me as so that I could actually transform into like, here's my true authentic self. Yeah. 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 And people know me as like, right. I, I am all those things that you said, right. That's what I kind of, when you were reading it, I was like, yeah, yeah, I am all those things that you said. And, and of course all that will come through in, in my work, but there was something about the Academy itself and the, and the structure and whatever, and the courses, um, and all those things that I just got to a point where I was like, and the courses are amazing and they're great. And I'm sure that at some point they'll show up somewhere. You know, we have the app that's, that we have. Um, they're all still on there. They're going to, I'm just not, you know, we're not offering those courses, classes anymore, whatever that, you know, things like that. And, you know, that whole guise of that kind of stuff. I got to go back to um, this, this deep connection, this interpersonal work, um, connecting with people um, in, in, in that type of way, come meet me somewhere in the world and let's do something kind of thing. Um, you know, there's definitely a piece of me that's gypsy, you know, <laughs> uh, like I got it in me. I got, you know, like everybody's always like, where are you? And I literally get texts almost every other day. Where are you in the world? Well, and today I asked you that. I had no idea you were back in California. I thought you were going to be in California for a wedding for yeah. you know a couple of weeks. And then I'm, I leave again at the end of the month. So, yeah. Yeah. and are you still going to Bali? No. So funny thing happened, you know, while I was in Europe. Um, so I canceled the retreat that was in Bali. Um, there just logistics and some things that were going on. We'll do it next year in March, um, which is the time that we normally do them every year anyways, previously. Uh, so the reason that I was going to go to Bali right away was because I didn't stay was because I had the retreat and then I was just going to screw it. I'll just stay and move there now. Well, I love fall and winter. And I have perpetually living in summer, um, you know, here in California for a long time, uh, you know, and I would leave and go snowboarding in Utah and Colorado or go visit my kid in Ohio and stuff. But I've decided to spend the um, fall and winter in Europe. Um, I fell in love with Barcelona. I, I'm going for like a month to Portugal, a month to Switzerland, uh, you know, uh, Italy to Dominique, which is a spiritual eco society where I have um, spent time before. Uh, and I have my icon pass. And so I'm going to snowboard my way through the winter in Europe and go and enjoy the fall there before I go over to Indonesia. And my plan is no plan to be clear. I'm letting the universe guide me. I could wake up three days from now and the universe says you're doing this. And that could be the other happening. Cause I do have an actual, a new business partner here in California. 
um, who um, we are working on something else where we're going to be, um, he owns uh, four or five boutique hotels in his building place in, in Santa Barbara. And we're working on building something uh, together where we'll all be doing um, uh, uh, retreats and things at, at these places and building a whole experience there. So I'll be coming back you know, and doing things like that. It's not like I'm going to be in that space. So there's, there's several things in the works in that realm with like business and, and, and the wellness and everything like that. But I, my plan honestly is no plan at this point. Um, the only plan I have is, is I'm not dating for a year. I've got that on my, on my goal, right? Like I'm like, I'll go on a date, but I'm not dating, right? Like I'm like, you know, I meet people in the city, but that no dating for a year, take care of myself, build a new business. And who knows where in the world I might end up I am open to all opportunities. But all right. right now I know that I'm going to go back to Europe for a bit and, and yeah. enjoy that. And I know Bali is, I, I mean, Bali and Indonesia Lombok and Western Australia are all very much home for me. So there's, there is, that is all on the list. I'll be over there for sure. Okay. Excellent. So um, we're going to switch gears. <laughs> real quick. I love all that. So um, just, I want to make sure I get this in before we run out of time, but have you had any, um, any experiences with UFOs and aliens? So mine, I was eight years old. So I, I was um, born in Dallas, Texas. I, and not eight, I was a little bit younger because eight was when everything went. So I was probably like six or seven, no, seven. Um, I, I remember the red kitchen, the red kitchen. Uh, and I was outside and it was a UFO. I know for a fact it was a UFO, right? And of course, I came into my Christian minister parent, you know, like, and they're like, I think, you know, you can't, that's not the truth. Sure enough, on the news that night, they said it was a UFO. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, um, I have definitely had, and that's just like, you know, the, the idea of like the UFO experience and stuff. Um, I, I have done regression. I've had different things like I know, like I'm not from this planet, like plain and simple. And I, you know, and I don't know, I'm pretty sure since this is your audience watching this, they're not going to think I'm crazy for saying this no. stuff, but, but a lot of, you know, if I'm going to be sending this out to my group too. So, <laughs> so y'all can think I'm crazy or not, but I'm telling you, I never felt like I was from earth. And then I got, I, I worked with someone who said, you know, that, and I didn't know any of this stuff or one of these things, but like that I played these Indian series. And then you said, you got all the things. I, was like, I don't know what that means, but you know, um, I've, <laughs> And I've had experiences where I've seen and, you know, seen things and downloads. And then um, for sure, there's there's pieces of my childhood. Like I have massive trauma, so I know that's part of it. But there's also pieces of my childhood where I truly don't think I was in my body. Like I think I was out hanging out with people out there doing yeah. something else. Like I have no question that like I would like be like, I'm out. Like you guys can hang out there. I'm going out here to do stuff in this realm. Like for sure. So well, and we can explore um, more potentially together. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it was in the middle of COVID. You took a trip to Egypt. Yeah. And so profound experience. But profound. Profound. Like yeah. We went. I went to. Um, so the first, the first thing that happened that was out of this world, right? So it's during COVID. So usually, fourteen million of people a year go to go to Giza, right, and go to the the pyramids. There wasn't anybody there. There wasn't anybody there. So we got to go up into the the main great giant pyramid, right? And um, the, the the sarcophagus that's in there, right? It's like guarded. You're not allowed to be around it. They let me lie down in it. 
they would let me lie down in it. I have video right of me in this, in the energy inside the cigar. They said, they said, you know, over the time of all the years that people are doing this, there's like a handful of people that have ever been able to like lie down in the sarcophagus in the, in the great giant pyramid. Um, and immediately my whole body, like I felt the energy and it's coming and rushing through me and it was vibration. And all of a sudden, and I'm like, what is going on? And you could just you could just feel it. It was incredible. So that was the, that was the start of it. So then we go from um, Giza later in the trip, we end up in Luxor. Uh, and in Luxor, we went to, well, we went to the, like the, um, we took a couple of boat rides and did like the, uh, the temple of Isis and did all these different temples. And I'm having all of these like um, profound, like just energies and things that are going on. But at that, this point, I hadn't had any like major visions or anything like totally yeah, I'm shifting yet or anything, but I, there, there was just, there was a lot going on. We get to Luxor and our, um, our retreat leader, cause this is, I was doing this retreat for me instead of hosting it. It was so great. Um, she had gotten us private access to, uh, parts of the, um, um, we were in the, uh, uh the things that you go into where all the people were the, the, uh, the, where the, all the hieroglyphs and everything are. Why is my brain just uh, completely shocked? Well, the, the pyramids. The, pyra the, the Well, the temples, the temples, the temples. Like they said, so we were in the temples in Luxor. I'm like, <laughs> um, so they have a lot of it where it's it's boarded off. They're locked. You can't go in them. They don't want regular public in there because they still have all the color and everything, right? Most of the hieroglyphs that you get to see that the public gets to, the color's all gone. So we're walking into these things and, and, and you're just like, and you have light, like there's pictures, like light shining down and you're just like, and standing and you're, you can understand like what's happening and why things are built the way that they are. And the, um, the, the people that are there to guard and watch over the temples and things like that, there's three of these, um, these, these men in these like long skirt, like, you know, uh, outfits and the, and they come over to me and so I'm, I'm in a group of all spiritual women, you know, here are the yoga yogis and different things like that. They come over and they tap me on the shoulder and they're like, come with me. And I'm like, okay, I don't know, you know, whatever. And so I follow them. They take me out of the room where everybody else is at, take me over into another private room, shut the door and lock it. So nobody else can get in. Right. You can okay. see, through, you can see through, but they don't want anybody else to come in. And they start doing all these rituals on me and praying over me and doing all this stuff. And I'm just, and I'm standing there and all of a sudden I just start, I, 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 my, my body and my energy and I start feeling everything coming up and cause I'm, you know, I'm teaching the quantum healing and I've been speaking to someone and they said, the work that you're teaching is very Egyptian. And I had no idea that, that, that it was, I had no clue. I had yeah. no clue. So I was, that was where I actually found out because I was having conversations with people like, this is all very Egyptian stuff that you teach. And I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. um, and I start feeling this energy and I was like, what are you doing? They're like, we're initiating you. Uh, and they said, you know, they, they said, and they're, they're, you know, they're trying to explain to me that there was something very special. And like, I, and my friends are, you know, they're out there and they're like, we want in. And they're like, no, they're standing there. Like, you cannot come in. This is for her. It was, they, they were kind of like, you know, I was like, wow. Okay. So then, um, then we are, we are, you know, going through and, uh, we get a private access to the, uh, the statue of Nefertiti. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, nobody gets to go in. We got to go in and actually stand in front of it, touch it, put our hands on it. I got it. So I go in there and by there and by in there by myself, we got to go in one by one by one. And I go in and, and I stand in it and I put my hand on it. And all of a sudden 
I would say probably 15 years ago, I kept getting these visions of, um, of I didn't know it was called a scepter, you know, these visions of this thing. Um, and it would keep coming into my thing. And I'm like, what is this? It kept trying to hand it to me. And I'm like, I don't know what this thing is. I don't know what this thing, you know? And then on my 40th birthday, when I was in Bali, uh, I had, I, I say, I say that um, it was like, I will always be before 40 and after 40, because I had a literal shift in my life where I felt the world shift around me, right? I was sitting on this rock. I felt the world shift and I again saw this scepter and this time they handed it to me and I had to take it. So I'm like, okay, you know, um, so fast forward, you know, I'm in Egypt and it's the scepter. And I, and now not only is it being, I'm, I'm handing it there, not only is it being handed to me, it's being put into my body and the top of it is into my pineal gland right here. And the base of it is at the root of my, of my um, body. And it's completely in. And all of a sudden it starts glowing like crystalline. And I start, I, I, all of a sudden I know things and I can see things and I'm like having all these like, and it's like this gift of healing that I had in this all of a sudden in my in my brain. And I'm like, I know this sounds really weird guys. You know, like I, I, I posted something about this on Facebook and like my own aunt was like, yeah, whatever. You're such a crock and whatever crack, cry, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm telling you, all I know is that this is what happened. And after that, my healing abilities went up and I, and people were having even more profound healings and, and I was able to do it in a different way than I'd done before. Like whatever it's energy is energy. I, this is what I see and feel. And it was incredible. So I like this like scepter put inside my body. And it just sits there and it, and it has changed the way that I do healing. It opens from in here and it's like fascinating. So yeah, profound experience there with all these things. Like every time I'd go places that people would just pull, they'd be like, you have to this and stuff and everything. And I, everybody'd be like, what is going on with her? You know? And I'm like, I don't know. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. That's incredible. Never, I mean, number one, that you guys got that private access that only like TV shows maybe get. Yeah, yeah. But also that's so beautiful, the, the healing and that energy. And what's really interesting of what you had said, um, how someone had said that you were, you know, half Syrian, half Pleiadian, um, is the Syrians are, they had direct influence on the Egyptian culture. Mm. They're all about, yeah, they're all about the physical healing. And it is at a quantum level, absolutely. And um, last week I got to experience um, a regression session here. And I, I knew that I had a Syrian life um, related to ancient Egypt um, where I was a genetic engineer, but I got to fully like experience that life mm. and that energy and see how that healing was done. And it, it's definitely like a, a sound frequency energy. Yeah. Resonance. Yeah. 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 Sound yeah. frequency energy for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I believe so that that's how the pyramids were, were yeah. built. I believe that it was my sound frequency. 100%. I had, they, they, they did not lift those big blocks. They did it with sound. Yes. With sound vibrational energy. Guaranteed. Yeah. I don't know that why we lost that technology and why we don't know how to do that now, but I'm telling you that that's, it's all about that. Melissa, yeah. I saw it. I got to in my regression and it was that it was like yeah. a toning mixed with thought. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. I totally 100% believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I also got to see like, and this, this is going to be in my next book, <laughs> this, this story, because it's just so cool that I got to see um, what my role was or how we, how we upgraded the DNA because we mm. were there to help. Yeah. 
um, activate the DNA so that the body could hold more energy. And, yeah. it was, and we're, we're in a, we're in a process of that right now, right? Like there's a, there's a DNA, um, uh, upgrade and, and thing and thing. I mean, going on right now, it's, it's, yes. there's so much happening. There really is. And yeah. so, um, it, anyway, so just super cool that you got to have that experience and, and it, right around the same time now that I've just been able to really go deep into that lifetime. And yeah. So oh, I, that's, it's, that's so exciting. I'm like, I want to know more. I want to know more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so more. Okay. So in all your travels, what, what place has been the most like influential or impactful on you? Was it that Eva trip or was there, is there another place where you had that much happen? No. So, so, and, and I, Nepal um, and Indonesia still, still are at the top for me, even though that was super spiritual and very impactful in the way that it was. Um, uh, Nepal, it was a combination of, uh, the women that I got to work with, you know, cause I work with like, um, uh, women have been trafficked and things like that and being up in the mountains and hiking through the Himalayas. Um, and it was something about the energy of Nepal that I, that, um, has just always sat with me that I just can't quite, um, you know, like that there, there, there's, there's that piece of that. Um, and then, Indonesia, I literally had my entire life shift in while I was in Indonesia. Uh, and that's why I keep going back there and why I've looked at property and why, you know, I've looked at retreat centers and, um, and, and things like that. And I mean, I literally have a tattoo on my arm that I got in Lombok, Indonesia, done in bamboo that says Kalawarga, which means family. Like it's, it's like my fam, like family there, like, you know, so for me, um, when I'm connected to a place, it's 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 not just the energy and like you know spiritually because like I went to a ton of lot in Bali and it was like that was where I had my experience uh, of of that shift. It's that, but it's also the community and the and the um and the friends and the family that I that I make in a place. Um, also, I think it does have something to do um, astrologically. Uh, I had my um, that thing done the cartoon photography or is that what it's called or whatever where they do your lines to find out like where you know where through the the world and all of my lines run through that part of the world like western australia india nepal uh indonesia like that whole part of the world so when i go there i just feel like i'm at home you know yeah. um and I, at the top of my list is still to go in over like tibet and bhutan and you know some of those other places that i haven't um that I haven't explored yet so i'm sure that the next place that's going to feel that way is going to it's still coming okay. <laughs> And I pretty powerful too. I'll tell you, powerful. Um, when we went, when we went down um, through Machu Picchu and and through Cusco and Peru, also yeah. in the Amazon. I, I'm excited. I get to go to Peru next year on a trip, so very excited. We were supposed to go this year, but it got postponed because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, and one little tidbit just for that Pleiadian side of you that she indicated is that the Pleiadians had a heavy influence throughout the Pacific, Australia, Indonesia, Hawaii. Um, <laughs> so, you know. All right. Learn so much today. Practically, that makes sense. Um, but And I've never had my astro astrology cartography thing done before, but it'd be super interesting. Super fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to find someone to do that. So if anyone out there in my audience does that, reach out to me. <laughs> so, okay. So we now 
we're like, okay, what's Melissa going to be doing next? And you're open to whatever the universe has. Yeah. yeah. Knowing that you're going to Europe at some point, you're going to be back in Bali doing the retreat. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah. I'll be back over there. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to be looking. Um, I, yeah, I definitely know where I'm working with this one thing to, uh, to, to do some, you know, the retreat, the retreats, uh, that we're going to be doing some permanent like stuff, um, with those, uh, definitely, um, going to be, you know, really connecting on in the, in the soul, you know, in that, that vortex of soul energy, like, like the experience that I had in Egypt and I've had them, you know, I've had different things like that, you know, for different places. Like I took a client to Thailand, um, back right before, you know, before COVID and we spent a week there together and had, you know, she had profound life-changing experiences and things like that. Like, there's, there's something about like, we can do this and talk online and I can teach you a class online and we can do that. And I've been doing it for a long time. Um, but there's something about like the transformation of like settling in and doing that, like doing this thing that's calling to me right now. And probably cause I'm a travel bug and, um, yeah. you know, and all those different types of things that that's really, I don't know exactly what it looks like yet, but there's definitely a piece of that, you know, uh, cause I'm also an adventurous. I, you know, I've, I've done sports adventure sports all over the world and you know i've also been to all temples all over the world and ashrams and all that kind of stuff and so um and i, and I have this magic that happens when i travel of like my friend you can tell my friends like just take melissa with you and every like the craziest coolest shit's gonna happen you don't even try and so it's kind of like when you get to walk in that experience and see what that's like because now like my friends that just went with me on that trip for five weeks they're like I don't, how does that, and I'm like, because I'm in this like space, this thing. And so things just happen, you know, right? right? So like when you get to see that in working action and have that happen for you, it puts you in a different space and you're like, oh, this is wild, how the world really works. It is really a quantum world. You can learn to work, work in the quantum, like time doesn't exist. Reality doesn't exist. I'm never, I'm never late, not left late all the time because I can, you know, like time bending and stuff happens and all these kind of crazy things. So it's really cool. So I, I know there's a part of me that wants to teach people how to experience that living it in it, be it yeah. you know, a part of it instead of just practicing yeah. it online and learning it, you know, no, like embody it, like walk it with me, like see what it's like to walk in my world for a week. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Wow. I like that. See what it's like to walk in my world for a week. <laughs> well, I love it. And so how can people connect with you if they're interested in, um, you know, right now, the best way is go to Instagram to melissa.s.binkley. Um, I also have my email, melissa at melissabinkley.com. Um, I would say just say those best two. Um, because of the docu-series, that, e that website will stay up. So it's quantum-miracles.com. So, you know, that's the that's the one for our big docu-series. So you can get on the wait list for the next one so you can fly, find out about that. But our other websites are still up and about. But, I mean, I'm not... You, If you contact us through one of those... It, um, we might get it still. I don't know, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, Instagram is super easy. I'm on Facebook. I'm on all the social medias, but Instagram is probably the best one. Follow me on there. Okay. Well, for, <laughs> for those that are listening and not seeing the video, it's M-E-L-I-S-S-A. And then Binkley is B-I-N-K-L-E-Y. Yeah. So make sure you. So Melissa.S.Binkley. Yes. yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, and you can just Google my name. It, I, you'll find all sorts of interesting things. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on today. And I can't wait to see where life takes you next. And I'm so glad that, you know, you are still here with us and that 
you are just, you are a living example of living that quantum world and just like going where the universe takes you and creating your, your reality. So such an inspiration in so many ways. And so again, I love you so much. I'm so happy that we got to do this. <laughs> for those of you listening and watching, thank you so much for being here and I'll see you in see you or hear you next time. <laughs> Aloha.